It is good to be in God's house with you today because God's house is not limited to one physical location. Instead, His house is in your heart. And wherever you are today, that's exactly where God's house is. And I just want to say to you, I'm finally excited about Christmas. I know we've been preparing all these weeks to get to this place where, where this week, it's Christmas week. It's day, the day that we've been looking forward to. And I'll have to also confess to you, to those of you who know me well, you know that it has been my, my pattern throughout my whole life to wait until the last minute to buy Christmas gifts. But this year, this year, I have all my Christmas gifts purchased, and it's not even Christmas Eve yet. That's a miracle in my life. And so I just want to tell you how excited I am this Christmas season to share with you about what this story really means. Because you see, I, I really believe that this is a year. 2020 is a year when, when Christmas is even more important to us than it has ever been before. Because this year, in the midst of a global pandemic, everyone has been looking for something, something to bring hope. And, and maybe you've not noticed it, but it hasn't escaped my attention that people, people who never darken the doors of churches, people who have been away from God for many years are asking questions and they're looking for hope in the midst of the darkness that is a global pandemic. Maybe, maybe you have noticed, if you've gone to the store lately, that the Christmas trees sold out early this year. Maybe you've noticed, if you've turned on a television, that Christmas movies seem to start in the middle of October. Maybe you have noticed that if you wanted to buy Christmas lights this year, the store shelves are empty of Christmas lights, and, and more of your neighbors seem to have lights up this year. I think everyone is trying really, really hard to find the hope that the season promises. But this morning, as we unpack these Christmas boxes that God has given us, the boxes that deal with our mental health and our relational health and, and even our spiritual growth. There are, there are some promises that God makes, and I, I just want to share them with you. Uh, I want you to know that, that there are some Christmas promises, promises that will always come true. And, and the story of Christmas is the story that lets us know about those promises in Matthew's gospel, there's, a, there's a, a story that lets us know about those promises. Oh, yeah, I, I know. In, in that gospel, there is the story of, of Joseph and Mary and the baby and the miraculous conception. And, and, and then there's the story of the wise men and Herod and, and then Joseph and Mary going over to Egypt. But, but there's a part of the story a part of the story that in all of the angels and shepherds and wise men and stars that we often overlook, and I would tell you that it is the, the most practical part of the story. It is the part of the story that lets us know that the promises of God in Christmas are always fulfilled in our lives. Listen as I read for you from Matthew chapter 2, the last few verses of that chapter. 
Jesus, the baby, is in Egypt with his mother, Mary, and his father, Joseph. They've, they've had provision made for them. They've, he's been protected from Herod's wrath and anger and infanticide. And now, now after some time in Egypt, we don't know exactly how long, the Christmas promise comes true. Listen. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And Joseph rose and took the child and his mother Mary and went back to the land of Israel. But when Joseph heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. It's in this this little story of, of how the Holy Family returned from Egypt to Israel that, that we discover that, that God keeps His promises. The promises of Christmas are not seasonal. The, the promises of Christmas are, are not promises that are made flippantly by the divine toward the human. No, no, no. God is a faithful God. And when He sent the wise men with the resources to give Joseph and Mary the opportunity to protect the child. When he spoke into Joseph's life and told Joseph that the chaos in his life was going to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, when he, when he spoke into the whole world to let us know that even in the darkest of nights, hope shines in the darkness. God did that to keep his promises. You see, Christmas promises that God does not forget us no matter where we are. No matter where we are, no matter what's going on in our life, God never forgets us. I don't know what's happening in your life right now. I don't know where you are, but I do know this. Wherever you are and whatever's going on, God has not forgotten you. Listen to the story again from the pen of Matthew. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. Those who sought the child's life are dead. What, what do you mean? What, what's going on is that, is that God has placed Jesus and Joseph and Mary in safe custody in Egypt, and yet, and yet it's easy to believe that God forgets you when you're in Egypt. To the people who read Matthew's gospel the first time, to, to Jewish people in the first century, Egypt, Egypt was a place that symbolized bondage and pain. It was out of Egypt that God had called Israel it was out of Egypt that God had redeemed his people. 
And this Christmas, what I, what I want you to hear in the middle of a global pandemic is that God, God has not forgotten you. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter whose bondage is imposed upon you, no matter what oppression you might be facing, if you've lost a job, if you've lost a marriage, if you've lost a friend, if you've lost a child, whatever it is you've lost in this season, I want you to know that Christmas promises us that God never forgets us, no matter where we are, wherever your Egypt is, you need to know you're not alone there. And Christmas, Christmas is the time for you to understand Emmanuel. God is with you. Now, I, I know, I know that here in the United States, this, this Christmas, the, the COVID-19 virus is surging. I know that here in Madison County, where we're located in Indiana, one-third of the people in our county have already been tested for COVID-19. I know that a high percentage of people in our county continue to have the symptoms, continue to have the pain, continue to have the crisis called COVID-19. But what I also know is that God is faithful. And Christmas is about more than all the traditions we've placed upon it. Christmas is about the promise of God that He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And He, He never forgets where we are. He never forgets who we are. And He knows your name. He knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your life. And if you can hear the sound of my voice today, what I want you to hear is that the God who knows you is the God who loves you. And that God, that God always speaks into your life. Christmas promises that. I know, uh, I, I know it's a, it's a time traditionally in our society where, where there's lots of gatherings and lots of people and lots of noise and lots of music and lots of lights, and, and I know we try to create all of that, but what I know is that in the process of creating all of that, we sometimes forget that it all started when an angel spoke to a girl, a girl named Mary, and said, you are highly favored. It began when, when an angel spoke to a boy, a boy named Joseph, and said, Joseph, the child that's in Mary is not like any other child. It all began when God himself spoke into the lives of his people and Christmas this year, Christmas will begin for you when you are aware that the God who never forgets you no matter where you are is speaking to you right now in these moments, in this place, wherever that place might be. I love the way that Matthew records the story. Because in every case when God speaks to Joseph, Joseph responds. 
In every case, when God speaks to Joseph, Joseph does exactly what God asked him to do. In, in this case, in this case, listen again to the scriptures from Matthew chapter 2, verse 21. After hearing God tell him, hey, you can go back to Israel now. Look what Joseph did. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. You see, Christmas promises us that God is with us and that God is speaking to us. Unfortunately, for a lot of us, we, uh, we have selective hearing. We hear what we want to hear. A few years back, my father-in-law, as he aged, was beginning to lose his hearing. And we all, the family, were very, very aware that sometimes when you said something to Grandpa, he, he didn't hear necessarily what you said. And, and then one day I, I was riding with him in a van, his van. I was driving. He was sitting in the passenger side. In the captain's seats behind us were my wife, his daughter, and his wife, my mother-in-law. And in, in the bench seats behind them were, were my son's and there was conversation being carried on in the van. It was loud. And, and quite honestly, one of the conversations we've been having was that, was that my mother-in-law had said to me, hey, Carrie, would you convince him to go and get hearing aids? He really needs hearing aids. I talked to him, and he, he won't hear. He doesn't hear me, and I'm very concerned about him. And so I'm trying to think as we're driving into town during the Christmas season, how I'm going to approach this subject with my father-in-law. And then suddenly, one of my boys said something from the back seat of the van, the furthest place away. Over all the conversation, he said something, and my father-in-law, sitting in the front of the van, heard him and responded exactly to what my son had asked. With the right answer, with all the details, he had heard him perfectly. It dawned on me for just a moment. My father-in-law was losing his hearing a little bit, but not nearly as much as my mother-in-law thought. <laughs> I listened, and I leaned over, and I said, as I'm driving down the road, and the, and the conversation in the back of the van begins to heighten a little bit, I, I said to him, Ivan, you heard what my son said from the back of the van? He smiled coyly and said, yes. I said, Ivan, they're telling me you need to get hearing aids that you don't hear that well. He smiled and said, I hear what I want to hear, Carrie. My friend, can I say to you that it's not just those of us who are aging and begin to lose some of our audio capacity. It's not just those who may have a physical ailment that causes them to lose some of their hearing. No, no, there are a lot of us who have selective hearing when it comes to God. This Christmas, in 2020, 
this Christmas, in the midst of the pandemic, this, this Christmas, I, I want to encourage you to, to stop listening to God selectively and start listening to God continually. Joseph's story is one in which God speaks to Joseph time after time after time and gives him instruction and speaks into his life and protects him and provides for him and is there for him. And what I want you to know is the same God who was there for Joseph is here for you. And he loves you. In fact, he loves you so much that he wants what is best for you. Christmas promises us that God wants what is best for us. The entire message of the story is that in the midst of all the pain and all the chaos and all the stuff of life, God speaks. And God wants what's best for you so that you can trust him in this season, this Christmas, my my invitation to you is that you would begin to trust God. Listen to it again, to how much God cared about Mary and Joseph and the baby and you. For you see, when Joseph rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel, he heard something as he traveled. It's in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 2. But when Joseph heard that Archelaus was, was reigning over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. He, he was on his way back. Herod was dead. But now Herod's son had taken the throne from his father, and Herod was now, now the same kind of pain, the same kind of anger, the same kind of, the same kind of trouble that was there when Joseph and Mary left it was possible. In fact, it was probable that it was going to happen again. If you read Jewish history, you, you find that time after time, as each ruler came over different sections of the country, there were times of trial and, tri and tribulation, times of pain and suffering, and, and you never knew exactly what was going to happen. And in this particular case, this son of a very, very angry, sick man, this son had the potential for the same anger. I, I know that, that Joseph had to ask the question, but, but God, this is your son. Surely you can protect him. Sure, surely you want him to be in the, in the middle of everything. Surely we should, go, we should go to where people will know where he's at. But, but that wasn't God's plan. You, you see, the, 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 God, the God who speaks to us the God who never forgets us, no matter where we are. The, 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 God, the God who is there for us wants what is best for us. And sometimes, sometimes we, we think we know what's best. Sometimes we're absolutely certain we know what is best for us. And, and so we launch out on our own only to discover that, that God's, God's plans for us are bigger God's plans for us are different. Uh, Joseph 
listened to God well enough. He listened to God long enough. That when God said, hey, don't take that boy to Jerusalem. Don't, don't raise that boy in the middle of all the religious systems. Don't, don't raise him in the public eye. No, I want you to go and take him to Galilee. I want you to take him to a little place called Nazareth. I want you to, to there raise him to know me, to be a part of my plan. I want you to let him understand who he is, even in the small, isolated place of Nazareth. God wanted what was best for Joseph. God wanted what was best for his son. I think this Christmas, many of us have to, have to come to the place where we are willing to admit that our plans aren't always best. And God's plans God's plans may look different to us. God's plans may not look like what we think they ought to look like. I mean, we want to gather in large numbers. We want to have big Christmas pageants, and we want to do all the things we've done to celebrate the birth of Christ. And this year, this year God is saying to us, no, no, listen, it's going to be in the small places. It's going to be in the little things. It's going to be in the Galilees of your life the Nazareth of your life, that, that I'm going to speak to you. You see, Christmas promises that he, he always knows who we are and He won't forget us. Christmas promises us that He's always speaking to us. And Christmas promises us that He wants what is best for us. If we can get ourselves to the place where our, our hearing is open to all that God wants to do in our life. And we will let go of the idea that, that what we believe is best is best and trust that God knows what is best. We will discover that the box of Christmas, the box of Christmas provides for us, the box of Christmas protects us, the, the box of Christmas speaks into our mental health, the box of Christmas speaks into our relational health, uh, the, the, the box of Christmas speaks to our spiritual needs. This Christmas, we might, we might just discover that when we unpack the box of Christmas, we hear more when we do less. We see more when we see less. We, 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 we might just discover peace on earth, goodwill toward men, where, we are, where we're willing to place someone else's health, someone else's existence, someone else's life above our own. We might just find God in the midst of a pandemic. We might just find God in the places we think he's forgotten. But God doesn't forget. And God doesn't stop speaking. And God doesn't stop desiring what is best for his children. And you, my friend, are either his son or his daughter. And he loves you. I love the way Matthew records it. 
the same Joseph who rose and took Mary as his wife, the same Joseph who, who rose and took Mary and the baby and went to Egypt, the same Joseph who, who rose and brought Mary and the baby back from Egypt, this, this, same, this same Joseph rises and goes to Galilee and fulfills the promise of the prophets that the Messiah would be called a Nazarene. You see, the promise of Christmas invites us to listen to God the same way that Joseph did. To go and live in the place God has prepared for us. To go and find the relationships God has prepared for us. To go and claim the promise that God has prepared for us. Because God has plans. And God desires for you to be a part of the promise of Christmas. I received a text this week with a picture in it. One of the families here at Eastside sent me a, a picture of their Advent wreath in their home. They captioned it and said, Pastor, we wanted you to see where every Sunday when you are lighting the candles of the Advent wreath in the sanctuary, we are joining with you and we are lighting the candles of the Advent wreath in our home. And so we just want you to know that we're here with you. This morning, we light the candle that is often referred to as the candle of peace. A peace that passes all human understanding. A peace that lets us experience the promise of the God who never forgets us. The God who still speaks. The God who wants what is best for you. And my prayer today is that in these moments, the light of the candle would become a light in your heart and that you, this Christmas, would find the peace that was promised and that you would understand that this promise is for you. Would you pray with me? Abba, Papa, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our salvation, to be the gift, the greatest gift, the gift of knowing that you care and you don't forget us and we can never move beyond your love and your grace and your mercy. And this Christmas, in the midst of all of the trial and all the tribulation that's going on in our world right now, we need you 
We need you more than we need the lights. We need you more than we need the gatherings. We need you more than we need the songs. We need you. And this Christmas, my prayer for those who are, who are worshiping with us today is that each one of them would discover what it means to know that you, you promised never to leave them, never to forsake them, to always be present with them. Lord, my prayer is that we would all learn to listen to your voice and that in listening, we would find the peace that you promised us. In these next few moments, Father, I pray that you would make a place in the hearts of every person who's worshiping with us, either live right now or on demand later, and that we would hear your voice and know your promise that you are good and that you don't forget us and that you will never forsake us because this Christmas you are Emmanuel, God with 